Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. 1300-001012, our phone number. Thank you for your calls coming through and your texts on 0448301012 right around Tassie. Now, almost a third of Australian employment sectors face crippling skill shortages. I was reading this morning, you've only to, to look at business shop fronts with staff-wanted signs. Immediately you'll find out then, look, hospitality and retail are really struggling to fill jobs. We know that in Tassie, don't we? But... Beyond the the main street and the shopping malls, critical expertise in teaching, nursing, allied health, engineering, software development, care work, general practice, pharmacy. Look, there's a raft of trades we've spoken about on Tasmania Talks. And putting a break on services and national productivity, we're really struggling in that regard. We're also short of motor mechanics, tax accountants, midwives, chefs. The list goes on. But I'm catching up now with Catherine King, the Federal Infrastructure, Transport, Regional Development and Local Government Minister, to discuss regional grants, programs and infrastructure in the budget. Catherine, thanks for being so patient and waiting there. Thank you for your time. That is okay, Mike. It was good to hear Michael Ferguson and hear um, some of the things that are happening as the recovery from floods in Taz as well. Now, there's two regional programs I'm very interested in uh, with the Albanese government, the Growing Regions Program and the Precincts and Partnerships Program. Well, we've had a fair bit of mess to clean up when it comes to the regional programs, and so we've gone through and had a look at what the previous government has done. Uh, We'll clean that up, and we're announcing two new programs. The first is a grants program for local government and not-for-profit sector uh, that will be an annual grants program. We're putting in place clearer guidelines and transparent decision-making for that, and that will be for smaller-scale community infrastructure projects. And then we've also got a precincts program, and largely I've based that on some of the fantastic work, uh, frankly, that happened under the previous government through the city deal in Launceston, looking at the way in which University of Tasmania has really transformed uh, Launceston in a a really positive way. So trying to look at what are those precincts that you could actually develop in your regional towns, whether you're small or large, to really change the way in which your economy operates, the way in which people live live in a town or live in a city. So those two programs will be announced in the budget and they'll be replacing the building Better Regions Fund and the um, and the Community Development Grants Program, which wasn't really a grants program; it was a bit of a slush fund the previous government used to fund projects in its own seat. So we're trying to clean all that up. I know there's an additional what 485.8 million over four years included in the budget. I was reading for the university places, which will be for students starting degrees next year and in 2024. But it's not just for university. We need uh, more people getting back to TAFE. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why uh, we've announced uh, a number of free TAFE places, obviously, where those skills are ne- absolutely clearly needed. But we've had a decade of neglect in this area, frankly, in training people in the trades. We've got to uh, get more people in. Uh, it's not going to fix the problem in the short term. We've obviously got to deal with how we bring uh, bring um, you know international backpackers back and tourists and some of the people uh, from overseas who are doing that. But what we have learnt through COVID is we have got to try more Australians to do Australian jobs and we've absolutely got to leave that legacy of uh, young people, uh, older people wanting to change or to come back into the workforce, women coming back into the workforce. We've actually got to train people for the jobs that we've got in our economies and, and you're right, it's right the way across the board when you talk from you know, mechanics to people doing your hair to uh, pharmacists uh, everywhere, there are massive shortages and you know, you've know you got to say, well, how's, how on earth has that happened? Some of it's about our borders 
is being shut, but some of it is it's just not training people, not actually getting people into into these jobs uh, in the first place. So we've got a bit of work to do. We can't train people overnight, but we've started the process in the budget of um, providing, making sure that financial barrier to accessing TAFE is removed for many of those areas of skill shortage, creating more university places for um, for some for people as well. Uh, but it's going to take a while, and I think I guess the message pretty clearly to uh, young people or people thinking of a new career is that really that training is going to be available to you and there's huge opportunities I guess to get into the workforce and uh, to create a new career for yourself. Well this girls crunch really is holding the nation back isn't it? I mean we are just desperate for people to get you know front of front of house in restaurants and you know coffee lounges whatever but the fact is we just don't have the people so it's getting them in and yet to skill them up it's not going to be an immediate fix. No, that's exactly right. So it is a mix of, of short-term migration, resetting. You know, so we've increased the migration uh, for next year uh, to try and help with that in the short term. But we don't want that to be the long-term solution. Like it really does have to be uh, making sure that migration plays its role. But really, there shouldn't be. Um, you know, young people who want to get a job, want to get training, should should all have access to that. And really, it's about trying to remove the financial barriers to TAFE through our free TAFE programs that. Uh, Brendan O'Connor and Jason Clare, who've got the education and skills portfolios, have been talking about. I know that um, Dr. Chalmers has uh, warned yesterday. Of, he said more hip pocket pain for workers, with real wages expected to remain below inflation for another year. But the treasurer said he remained confident Australia would avoid a recession. But it really, I'm, I'm starting to think. Now, hang on, this is we're very, very close to a recession. Well, clearly inflation is a significant problem across the world at the moment, and that's being driven by a range of factors, and Australia is not immune by that. Really, the task in this budget, and, you know, it's not just, we can't just fix everything in one budget. This is about uh, starting the process of getting uh, the Australian federal budget back onto a sustainable footing, making sure we're not adding to inflationary pressures, trying to provide cost of living easing where we can through childcare, paid parental leave, cheaper medicines, those sorts sorts of things that will be in the budget but trying to get the budget back onto a more sustainable footing and really that's um, that's what this budget is about and um, you know and the, the budget subsequently really do need to try and work through uh, how we can help uh, ease inflationary pressures and how we can start wages growth but we can't fix it in five months but this is the start of that process. And there's also was quite a few billion uh, being cut isn't there so uh, through um, some grants some uh, what, what we would probably call promises made for, by uh, now the opposition uh, leading into the uh, election. Tell me about the $33 billion that's going towards the pension and other welfare payments in the federal budget. Again, we know that you know funding the age pension, funding our pension system is incredibly important. So making sure that there is money available to do that so that we can continue to ensure income security for our older Australians who've contributed so much throughout their lives to our tax system. So very much that is making sure that the budget, that's obviously those pensions are demand driven. So we have to find the money for those. So that's really, you know, part of the budget is trying to look at where was there spending that, you know, really, you know, what we saw from the previous government, particularly in infrastructure, is they would make a big splashy announcement. You then go and look and drill down into the detail and often the money announced was, you know, often even a third, if that, of what was actually needed to build the project. You've got state governments saying, well, look, we've got no capacity in our pipeline to build that in the next three or four years. Uh, trying to keep that money in the budget so it's available, but also making sure that it's actually deliverable. So that's been part of my task, is to work very closely 
closely with state governments to try and work out well, what's your pipe, the infrastructure pipeline look like, how do we know when it's going to be delivered and really trying to get that timing right and that's created some headroom to be able to do some of those other things in the budget as well. Speaking with uh, Catherine King, the Federal in- Infrastructure, Transport, Regional Development, Local Government Minister, uh, due to inflation too, I mean, rising interest rates, uh, global challenges as you can touch on, but the budget is really going to show that uh, real gross domestic product growth has been downgraded. I mean, uh, and even, you know, Dr Chalmers has said Australians were aware the economy was facing problems. I mean, do you think we are really in, a, in strife? Well, I think that's our, I mean, that's our job. I think that globally, you know, we're seeing those sort of pressures uh, that are happening right the way across the world. And, you know, you can, see, you can see that playing out in the UK. You can see it playing out in the US at the moment. And our job as a responsible government is to try and uh, do what we can to you know, ease cost of living pressures, not contribute to inflation and try and ease that inflationary pressure and to really keep that, that budget you know, on a sustainable basis and make sure that our economy is resilient uh, and really that's the job of this budget is to really start that re- process of repair uh, of where we're actually from from where we are we have got a lot of debt a lot of debt to pay down uh, and that's the legacy that we've been given and that's part of the the responsible uh, budget you'll see on um, tomorrow night and i know that uh, the the uh, albanese government's uh, 23 22 23 budget will, will include what more than 21 billion dollars in savings and des- and decisions to, to redirect existing funding that's a uh, i was reading correct me if i'm wrong including 6.5 billion from reprofiling infrastructure projects 3.6 billion from reducing spending on external labor advertising travel and legal expenses and the government trying to claw back 2 billion from grants programs i mean there are some other that means there's going to be quite a few job losses well, no, what that actually means is that we're putting the budget on a sustainable footing. So what it means is, you know, if you look in my portfolio in particular, if you look across the infrastructure investment, uh, there's still you know, significant amounts of money flowing through. There's significant amounts of money. There's some uh, 45 infrastructure projects in Tasmania alone that have got Commonwealth state funding that'll go in. But it's making sure that they can actually be delivered and we get that money out the door. We've had, you know, money sitting in the budget often, you know, sometimes for years, years and years that just does not actually get spent productively because the you know the delivery time frame uh, isn't isn't consistent with what you know what actually is going to happen on the ground we've got as you say labor and skills constraints so part of my job has been trying to get that uh, you know the pipeline onto a sustainable footing and equally at the same time make sure that we honor our election commitments and again you know things like the Hobart airport things like the Launceston uh, Translink facility RFDS facility at Launceston and a sporting infrastructure across um, across the north as well, trying to make sure that we've got money for that. So there'll be plenty of money uh, and plenty of jobs and available for people as money goes through, particularly to local government and on roads and rail projects. But at the same time, we've had to look at how do we ensure that some of the excesses that we saw of the past decade of them sort of putting putting money into programs and projects where you know often communities hadn't even actually asked for it, um, that we'd get that back onto a system sustainable footing and that's what you'll see in the budget on Tuesday night. Also uh, being sort of uh, infrastructure and uh, regional development etc the Marinus link has uh, now been promised funding um, but when when will that actually kick in? 
So that's um, increased Bowen's portfolio, the rewiring the nation, so building those important transmission links to get renewable energy uh, into the grid, uh, both you know uh, statewide but also into the grid nationally. Uh, <coughs> that money is being made available uh, under the rewiring the nation project, and I guess again that's a, a matter for the um, state government and for the Commonwealth to work together to get that project underway. But that money is available and been announced now. And uh, tell me, we were talking before about university places. Uh, when you read um, mainland newspapers, it says about 176 million will go to creating 5,935 university places in New South Wales, 120 million for Victoria to create 4,283 places, 48 million for 1,645 extra places in South Australia, 80 million for 2,811 places in Queensland, 29 million for 831 in the Northern Territory, and absolutely no listing there for Tasmania. So, can you tell me what, what about Tassie? Yeah, well, I haven't got that in front of me. This is part of our pledge for 20,000 university places, and that's half a billion dollars over four years for those extra university places. Um, I'm sure um, Brendan O'Connor and Jason Clare, who run that, have that portfolio, will be happy to get back to you about the TAS numbers, but it's important that they are, as you know, across the country, we've been particularly concerned about making sure that regional places are available for people as well, uh, particularly wanting to make sure that we've got um, you know, people uh, who are first first in their families to go to university have the best opportunity that they can do so through those extra places. And I, I guess uh, your main uh, main concern now is your uh, the two new regional programs, the Growing Regions program we started with and the Precincts and Partnerships program. When do they kick in? Yep, they'll kick in. So we've obviously got the budget on Tuesday night and we need to do some work to get the guidelines in place for those, but they'll kick in uh, at the start of next year. But at the same time, we'll be delivering on our election commitments that we made uh, across Tasmania. So there's a, a $570 million for two big road projects, the um, Bass and Tasman Highways and the Mornington Roundabout, Hobart Airports. Uh, it will be in the budget as well, the $60 million for that, and then a range of other um, small scale. So there'll be lots of money flying from the budget into Tasmania and then there'll be opportunities for application for those two new programs early next year. And I know that uh, Michael Ferguson touched on the Port of Hobart and the Port of Burnie. I've written down the list that uh, he's spoken to me at length about. Those are obviously uh, things for upcoming May budgets, those regular budget cycles where states come to us with their priorities for projects and I look forward to talking to Michael about what those are going to be uh, and working together to try and see uh, what we can deliver in the budget constraints we've got federally at the moment. But uh, they are important projects that he has raised with me previously and I look forward to working with him uh, as we move forward as a government. And uh, Catherine King, it's a pleasure speaking with you. I do thank you for your time and thanks for being so patient and waiting on there. Uh, always, Michael. Very lovely to talk to you as well. Thank you indeed. Catherine King, Federal Infrastructure, Transport, Regional Development, Local Government Minister and more with Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.